Welcome, everybody, back to S3 Podcast episode 23, 20, God, I don't know. It's all over the place. He's making that um, up. All, all, <laughs> all, all, all four of us are back here. Once again, how you guys doing? Alive. I'm okay. Quarantined. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode, I can already tell. <laughs> Okay, so to kind of keep it going, previously in the whole podcast realm, we've been doing just big umbrella topics and trying to make it super focused on one thing. And we wanted to try something new this time. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're just going to talk about, you know, some current events in the automotive world. There's not really a lot of, you know, automotive-based podcasts that do that. There's a lot of others other podcasts but nobody really in the automotive space most of it's just doing interviews of people within the industry and we figured you guys might like you know some of the current events so i mean what's going on right now there's i mean other than the coronavirus stuff i mean you have um i mean the ceo of nissan put himself in a box and shipped himself to lebanon (laughs) nobody's talking about i read that first time today i couldn't believe it (laughs) he said something about it and i looked as i read the article he's so what what's the deal why is he being prosecuted right now because it's 13 billion for bail he, he was basically embezzling money so he was he was a super successful guy he was, I think, at, at the same time, he was the CEO of Nissan and Renault at the same time. I don't think that's ever been done before to be the CEO of two Fortune 500 companies at the same time. Um, but apparently, he was just embezzling money like crazy, like everywhere you could possibly do it. He was just a million here, five million there, ten million here, <laughs> and so <laughs> just and just like he was pretty sneaky about it because apparently he got away with it for years. What's his name? It, it's something Gosen. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's I don't know, and, and, and I'm sorry if I get it wrong because I only know bits and pieces of the story. But I know I know it's nutty. I know he like got in trouble, got put on like lockdown. Like you're going to Japanese jail, and then he Makoto threw like, uh, like a, what is it? Makoto Uchida, I think I probably no, butchered no, that. Right. I think it's Carlos Gosen. Yeah, yeah. I I just read it's G H O S N. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Gosen. okay. Yeah, this is the this is the guy that has took over since. <laughs> I yeah, feel like we're like Naga Naga, not gonna be working. <laughs> not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. So apparently, so he threw like a party at his house and then had the the musicians like smuggle him out in like a base case, case or something yes. like that, and they put Wait, him on plane gone. and he left the country. <laughs> I mean, that's kind yep. of badass. I know, I right? know. There's at some point there's going to be a movie about this. There yeah. has to be. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so, and he's in Lebanon now. About, we were talking about talking about this. I guess like a month or a month and a half ago. So I sat there just kind of like reading articles and taking notes. And I remember I was like two pages of notes and just going, "Oh my god!" And then he did what? What the hell is this guy doing? Like it just got more and more ridiculous. Every every. Yeah, why are we not hearing about that, man? That's that's like that's like soap opera stuff. I, th- I so think like it took so long to to bust him because like he had really taken Nissan from the depths of just you know bankruptcy and being terrible at making cars and to to actually like being relevant again. So he kind oh. of. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were going like somewhere else, like a joke with that, to like still be terrible at making cars. No, no, no. That's I, I why the three seventy is selling a lot of them. Better part of two decades. Yeah. <laughs> It's That's so dumb. Not. I mean, do you think? Okay, so now that he's fleed to Lebanon, does he still have this money? Where's the money at? So check this out. Mm. Part of the article was he's in Lebanon, and his apparently nobody knows like exactly where it was. But his friend was like, "Yeah, no, he's in his home in Lebanon, and he's free, and he's totally happy and fine." So he's got all this. Like he so, he was well, born there, and grew up there. Right now, I'm I'm po- I'm almost positive he's in he's in a Japanese jail cell right now. How did they get him from Lebanon? I don't know. I'm thinking there's some jurisdiction issues, but that's just my spaghetti <laughs> western jurisdictional grievances. <laughs> I, I thought I read, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that I read that he, he was in, look it up, Hunter, where is he now? I'm pretty sure he's in Okay, per, per CNN, uh, Carlo, Carlos Ghosn, former chi- Nissan chief, leaves Japanese jail after 108 days behind bars. So yeah, he to- did... He did go to jail, and he is since he has since made bail. His bail conditions require him to stay in Japan and be closely monitored. Stop embezzling money. Was that after, <laughs> was that Stop after doing that? Left? Because in the article that I read, he was under like strict monitoring, and that's why he bounced out. And his bail was like thirteen million. They took away his passports. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what's funny though? In this CNN article um, on Carlos Ghosn, I am getting a Mishimoto advertisement. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless Isn't plug. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> huh. Well, but yeah, that, that whole story is crazy. And I didn't even know it was possible to be the CEO of two Fortune 500 companies at one time. I had never heard of it before him, to be honest. I don't know if it's ever been done other than him. Yeah, it seems what, like what it would does be Renault a, make? What are they known for? I mean, they're they're not here. They're European French yeah. company. Well, yeah, I know that. I know the rally. Did they make something cool? <laughs> yeah, they had the little uh, turbo twos back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh the, yeah, yeah, I remember All that. that. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of them at that museum we went to in. Uh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well. Speaking of things that companies are doing nowadays, Ford has recently linked or leaked potential photos of the new Ford Bronco. Uh, mm. One of which, too, I saw two photos um, in the same like warehouse or garage of what or whatever it was in. One was a four door, um, and one was actually a two door. Didn't even know it was still legal to make two door SUVs, but <laughs> apparently it is. Um, but the four door really resembled a jeep wrangler yeah so so i'm i'm curious you my or woolly jesse both of you guys are jk owners um what's your thoughts on having you know a jeep wrangler competitor if this turns out to be that right i mean because for the last what decades everybody's kind of left jeep alone with the wrangler to do their thing um so as a Jeep guy, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Any, anytime there's more competition, I think it's cool because it's going to sharpen everybody up. Um, I think it's cool that Ford's getting into it. And um, 
fully expect them to bail out after a couple of years. Like AJ with the <laughs> That's what everybody's yeah, fear. So I don't we think Jeep should really worry about it. Yeah, they're going to be like, ah, year two, it didn't sell as well as a Jeep. So we're just going to stop doing that now. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. let's be honest. Like Jeep hasn't really, I mean, they don't really need competition. They're, they've kept pushing the envelope regardless of there's competition or not. I feel like that's the whole like, Dodge Jeep Chrysler thing because when it comes to the Challenger, they just keep one upping themselves and nobody's like, nobody's asking for it. So, like, <laughs> not that Jeep needed any competition in the first place. It's it's a bold move from Ford because going up, you know, against a model that's been here for decades, like, you got a lot of catching up to do. And I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of new manufacturing of new parts that, you know, they're not. It's the same idea when I look at the FRS. You know, that price was up because none of those parts that were in the FRS was in anything else in their line. So it naturally it's going to be more expensive. So it's going to yeah. be interesting to see them try to compete in that. That's where, you know, I got a love hate thing with Ford, obviously. Um, it seems like every 20 years they do something cool and then they can it and then they don't do anything for 20 years. Um, in this case, it was a lot but, less than 20 years. They just did it like five years ago and then canned it. Yeah. All right. So, like, stuff. The Focus and Fiesta thing, um, you know, they were, really, with the Focus, they were really kind of going after that GTI title spot, right? You know, and I feel like they didn't give it enough time in America. They kind of bailed out too quick. And as soon as it was starting to catch, they had already made the decision to kill it. Um, I hope they don't do that with the Bronco because they don't deserve to have record year on the first couple of years, they got to like get in there and kind of earn their reputation in that segment. Um, and the cars have to be kind of tried and true. Mm. So I hope that, that they give it the time that it needs to kind of, you know, filter through the market and everything and, and create its reputation. Good Speaking luck. Speaking of the whole ST thing, um, <laughs> you know, I hate the Explorer and the Edge ST. I hate them. And people get mad at me because, because you know, they're, they're good cars. They're good cars. Yes. And I know that they're good cars and I appreciate them being as good cars. But for example, the other day I went to Walmart to attempt to find some toilet paper. And as I was leaving, um, I saw, uh, I think it was an Explore, Explore ST, you know, coming down like one of the aisles and they caught my eye because it's a good looking for an SUV. It's a good looking car, right? So I look over at it and I'm just like, I hope it's somebody cool driving it. I just hope, and sure enough, it had to be an 85-plus-year-old white curly hair lady, and she passed me with a handicap license plate on the back of it. And no offense to Grandma, but that's exactly <laughs> the reason that car shouldn't exist. Maybe and she's just, a cool Grandma, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't so, know. But. Look, if they still made the rest of the STRS line, I would be like, all right, hell yeah, man. Bring out the sure. Explorer. Bring out the edge because some people do need that, and that's cool. I'm not one yeah. of those that was hating on putting the ST badge on anything other than a Focus or a Fiesta, but I think to kill it, <clears throat> kill the enthusiast end of it, and then put it on SUVs is like so sackless. Can I yeah, say? Yeah, I think that's what frustrates me. What's that? I, I think that's what frustrates. I don't think it's the SUV part because to take for instance, you know the the you know the Grand Cherokee the track hawk or whatever yes like, yes have you bitchin'. seen that thing launch dude that thing yeah it's a bitchin suv that if i was a family man and i needed it and i could you know it was within my means i would own it 
But that's because they still have their, you know, their other cars. Well, I mean, take take BMW, right? They carry the M line through the SUVs now, and nobody loses their mind over it because they've kept, well, arguably, but at least they keep the purity of the M, you know, the M badge alive in the sports cars and whatnot. So it's passable. But what Ford did was just follow the the money, <laughs> pretty much. Just pretty much. oh well, people are buying Escapes, Edges, and Explorers and F one fifties. So cut everything else, and that's just like the new Eclipse. <laughs> yeah, cross. Anyway, what else you got for us, Hunter? Uh, so on top, just to kind of add on the whole new car thing and where modern industry is. Uh, some new rates came out today that show that te- the Tesla Model 3 is now the sixth best-selling car in the United States. The first time that a fully electric, not hybrid, but a fully electric vehicle has uh, has gotten that high on you know a, a, a list like that. And you know what? I just as car guys, what's our thoughts on that? First of all, that's crazy. Second of all. I believe it because they're freaking everywhere where I live, yeah. all over the place. I was about to say, yeah. they are not where I live. Man. Really? You're out of sticks, though. Yeah, everything here is F-150 and, and Chevy, but, <laughs> like, what, do you have, like, the fine print on that? Is that, like, out of sedans or out of cars? That does obviously not count SUVs, or... Let me see. I think it's not. I'm pretty sure that's, like... Camry as number one, Corolla as number two, uh, I think it's Civic is number three, Altima is number oh, yeah. four, Accord is five, and Tesla is six. This is best-selling cars, not best-selling vehicles. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, hell, there ain't that many cars left. <laughs> so sixth yeah. is probably about middle <laughs> of the pack. Um, I, you know, I... Personally, I can't hate on anything Elon Musk does. He, he you know, it's... If you're looking for like a car manufacturer just with a lot of freaking spirit behind it, yeah. I mean, again, Mopar, you know, like Mopar's doing their thing. Um, Elon Musk and Tesla is doing their thing. I, you know, I wish that maybe there was a little bit more driver focus in these electric cars, but mm. even though I can't really say that because he makes the Roadster, I mean, you know what I mean? He's just trying to. He's just trying to wow the people, and part of wowing people is autonomous cars. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I've driven the, what was it, P85 or 95D or whatever, like five or six years ago. I've driven the Model 3, um, and they're awesome. Like, they're really fun. Like, as a car enthusiast, like, you got to kind of like it. You know, as yeah. like a purist. And that's like, what makes you mad. It's weird, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, everything you, you know about the automotive like, industry is thrown out the window when you get in that car and start it up. Yeah. You don't, it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like, I don't want to like the Tesla. I want to be against it. Internal combustion engine needs to always reign king. But you see some of the things that Elon Musk is doing. You ride in the cars. I mean, the dude is like the perfect asshole. Like he's just yeah. a, ju- like just enough edgy to where like as a businessman and as a successful entrepreneur, you're just like I want that guy to be my best friend. I will give him every dollar that I have, and I have like a friend that 
that works underneath. I would, well, I wouldn't say underneath uh, Elon specifically, but he works for Tesla and he vouches for the guy. He's like, this dude is legit who he says he is through and through. And I have to respect that the cars. I mean, hell he released cars in an order so that it spells sexy when you look on the website, <laughs> like <laughs> he, he had, you know, he has SpaceX, right. Where they're doing, you know, aerospace stuff. He launched a Tesla into the <laughs> atmosphere where it is to the end of time floating through space playing david bowie what <laughs> what i don't that's what i mean like we're just living in his world basically like yeah it, you just can't One of the most ridiculous things he's ever done i don't know if you guys knew this he i don't know if he did it through tesla or like the boring company or one of his other companies but he was actually selling flamethrowers to the general public at yeah, one point. i heard about that they sold out in like a day they were gone <laughs> Now there's a bunch of people out there with flamethrowers made by Elon Musk. <laughs> and you know what's what's super funny about that is um, I watched an interview specifically about that that flamethrower because if you like if you go to the website where it says like you can you know where where it is the link says not a flamethrower. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually what it's called because he's like they told me I couldn't sell a flamethrower. It's not a flamethrower. And he's like, it is literally the dumbest thing that I have ever come up with. I tell people, do not buy this. He's like, it's just some random airsoft gun that I bought off of Amazon that I took apart and just put a propane tank inside of. Like, that's all of it. And you can, you can go to eBay and see oh the exact... It's literally like he didn't even paint it different. It's exactly just this one airsoft gun. That he took apart and they called it not a flamethrower. He's like, it just has like a little igniter. It's like pieces off a gas grill. That's it's insane. so stupid. And then he charged like, what were they like, six hundred bucks or something stupid like that for like maybe, you know, thirty dollars worth of parts and some labor. What do you guys think about the Cybertruck? Did we ever really talk about that? I guess we never no. did. I, no. I was going to write an editorial and it kind of got old. I was obviously thinking about the Cybertruck today. I remember hearing. Or reading somewhere about like, you know, he's an idiot because it's you know it's not aerodynamic. But I'm thinking like, if it's a truck, like what truck is aerodynamic? What truck is trying to be fast? Yeah. At that point, like if you have a truck, you just want the torque. And truck and electric just sounds natural at that point, right? I despised I mean, it at first. I did. I did. And then it wasn't until. You kind of strode right out of the gate. You were like, I kind of dig this thing when everybody else was hating it. And so I was like, you know, screw Wooly. I don't need him. And then you, you, <laughs> you somehow, I don't know how you did it. You convinced me that the stupid thing was cool. So now when I, I mean, you know, I like the comparison of it being a DeLorean. The DeLorean was not anything similar to what was you know out in the mid 80s or whenever it came out but now it's you know it's a classic you appreciate it for being so different and the cyber trucks no you know it, it shares the same kind of spirit there's so yeah. much like my my thing with the teslas was always like man these are pretty rad but aside from the roadster which i cannot afford uh like they were just sedans which don't really fit what i want you know like right right yeah and then he makes this thing, and I'm like, 
Oh, hell. <laughs> I love yeah. the fact that more than half the people hate it. And I love the fact that while all the truck guys hate it, it's still like a more badass truck than they're driving. And it's yeah. just, it's yeah. typical Elon Musk stuff, you know? It's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. it, it, it just outperforms in pretty much every way, um, other than towing a boat across the country or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I dig it. I, I really appreciate the fact that he's got the balls to do what the heck he wants to do. And that's what I would support. I mean, even yeah. if I admitted that the truck was ugly as dog poop, I still like just love the fact that he's just out there doing his own thing while everybody yeah. else is making cars that look identical. So, And what's even more funny about it is, you know, if you watch some of these interviews with them, especially mm-hmm. some of the older interviews, kind of, you know, mid to early 2000s, dude is a car guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he I would say he's more of a purist and kind of the, you know, the luxury, you know, your Jaguar, Ma- Maserati, stuff like that. But, like, he he knows his cars and, and he's passionate about it. And you know, you asked, I've seen some more recent interviews of him, and they're like, well, do you own any internal combustion engine cars? And he's like, yeah, I've got this Jaguar X, or, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, the only reason that I keep it around, because th- they introduced this form of engineering and blah, blah, blah. And, I, I mean, I appreciate that he acknowledges that and and the technology and ha- and how far it's progressed. Dude's just cool, man. So if you want a Tesla, don't be afraid to buy one. There's a lot of, you know, dedicated car guys, like internal combustion engine, straight pipe track guys from grid life that you ask them what they daily drive every day. And they're like, oh, I've got a Model 3. It's like you wouldn't expect it. It's the perfect secondary car. You know what I mean? Like, as a matter of fact, I wonder if they're doing any killer deals right now. Probably not, huh? He ain't worried about a little virus and a little recession. <laughs> like, um, but, well, I mean, that, uh, that, in, that in and of itself brings us to another to- to- or another topic. Cars are cheap right now. Yeah. Uh, nine, well, I don't know if years. cars are cheap, but financing is sure as hell looking good. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, gotta, people are liquidating, man. Bag of tricks right now to get those cars sold. Yeah, I wonder if it's... Okay, so... Just in case somebody's, you know, not paying attention or whatever, like uh, a lot of the basically if you're not getting zero percent for seven years, go on to the next one. Right. Because that's pretty much what most of the guys are doing, at least on all the mainstream cars right now and trucks, obviously, and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, that's pretty cool. Another thing I was I was kind of talking to my dad and we were kind of thinking about is like how much longer until some of these used cars like rad era stuff like stuff like you know my old 911 or whatever start hitting like the market for sale you know guys that are getting scared or getting laid off or whatever that have uh, you know whatever it is like 90s japanese classic stuff and cool stuff like like there might be an opportunity i don't want to say like to you know capitalize on people's misfortune but there might be an opportunity. There might be some cars kind of flooding the market. Yeah. So it's something to kind of look out for. You know, if if you're in a position to where you can spend right now, it's probably a pretty stinking good time. Yeah. What I feel cars? Like that's okay. true across the board in any investment you want to make right now. You look at yeah. the stock market or anywhere. Like, if you want to get into something, now's the time. I know, man. It's I guess it's it, easy if you already got money, right? It's easy to jump on these these rough times and invest, yeah. but. That's not most of us. 
If you were in the market, if you were in the market, what car would you buy right now? What, what, what's your itch? I know, I know we all have one. My itch is like everything all the time and pretty much every <laughs> night about midnight when Harlow and Casey will go to sleep, I get <laughs> online and I look at everything. I'm like, huh. Really dirty. <laughs> the kids yeah. and the wife are asleep. I go on the computer. <laughs> I work on my laptop. <laughs> no, yeah. Usually I mean I'm serious. It's a problem because I do this every night and no. I'm looking at all sorts of things and it goes polar opposite. Like one night it's a truck, the next night it's like, I need one of those Miata FRFs or whatever, the target top, you know? And I'm like all hot to trot about it until like two or three in the morning. And then I wake up and I'm like, I don't need that. What was I thinking? <laughs> so I don't know. I'm waiting this game out. Like right now, it seems like the financing deals are great, but dealerships obviously play games. And it, I watch these prices, like at least I know part of it's probably regional, but where I live, I'm always watching these prices. And what they basically have done is raise the price of their cars or trucks two to $3,000 and then said, oh, but 0% financing. Well, mm. that's, that's just a game. That's not true. So what I'm kind of, what I would maybe do is wait, wait this thing out, wait another six weeks or so. And I mean, you know, see what, see what happens. Cause I bet you those cars will get cheaper. Or the patience will go a long way. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, sorry, I went totally off topic. What would you guys buy right now? What's freaking rad? It's hard for me to like look at any modern cars because I feel like most modern cars are doing not, more. Not in general, not, oh, mod, in general. not strictly modern. Like if you were itching, people are liquidating, right? Some of these, you know, more collector-ish cars, JDM cars, whatever are kind of starting to oh. pop up so dudes can like wh what would be your i got to get in that now my like my car that like i really got to have one day is a escort cosworth mm. but did, they, they didn't make those in america right those no. were only no yeah, so i've got I multiple I need a guy in the UK to be like, dang it, I need some money. I'm selling this thing in America. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. I've really oh, been on the, what's that? The the RS200, is that what it is? That little, the smaller car? I don't know. The RS2000, the one that Ken Block has, the like the black one. Jesse, you know what I'm the talking Mazda. about. The Mazda, yeah. We, we, did a, we did a short clip on one at SEMA. Maybe. I don't know. I'm an yeah. idiot. Let's move on. <laughs> Mike, what would you buy? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm in the market for a, a, a new Tundra right now, so that's kind of high on my list. But as far as just play toy, you know, little toys, I have been itching for like, a because <laughs> I want to see if it's really worth all the fuss, uh, a, a big, fast, four-door European sedan. You know? Damn, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He is always talking about AMGs ever since Tim like Dillon. One of those, one those supercharged V8 AMG Mercedes or or like maybe a, a slightly older BMW M5. Just something that like I can throw the kids in, but you can have a lot of fun, you know, especially on the highway with that kind of thing. That, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't even know if I'll really like it because most of them are automatics. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, they're pretty much automatic. Kind of a cool dad car. See, that's I mean, my that's dilemma fair. right now. Like where... The heck can I go to get a four-door, 
fun car. I don't care if it's like all out ground pounding, thundering fast, like an SS or something like that. I don't care about that. I want it to be fun, pretty fast, all right. pretty all quick. Right. And I want it to be a stick shift. All right, you're gonna- And I, I know I see USTI people, I get it, but something else. What happened to the Caliber SRT4? I think you're the Everyone's only person that, that likes not, that car. Everybody's like <laughs> overlooking it. Listen, it was something that was so unnecessary, but they were like, yeah, let's do it anyways. I've seen some really nice ones. I've seen a few mods putting on it and it's four doors. And, and, and it's not bad. I'm almost positive the interior of that car is made of melted crayons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Come let's on. face it. What's, it what's the interior cool. fully CRX made out of? <laughs> not much. <Nothing>. Fiberglass? <laughs> Wait, why are you bringing my CRX into this? Did you say I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here quietly. The car's dangerous, you, man. Get that thing off the road. I'm just saying, we're going to sit here and start complaining on parts of cars that we're already used to. All right, look, he, I I like dumb cars like that caliber you're talking about. The caliber got just it was the 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 right car at the absolutely wrong time. They came out with something that would have been all right and then the economy tanked and literally nobody bought it. It wasn't even the economy, it was the gas that went up and they were like that ugly thing actually gets crap gas mileage too? <laughs> no. I think they sold like 20 of them and they pretended it never happened. <laughs> I know a couple people that have built them, and they're they're dope in their own way. They're that typical like Mopar attitude of a car, where you're you know you're like, oh, this damn caliber will beat the pants off that little Civic, and it might, you know, like it, it's just it's that car. What, I'll throw another you know. one out there, Lexus uh, IS three hundred Sport Cross. I knew you were overseas. Say. Check this out, overseas. They have an all-wheel drive version available. And you can import one now for under 10K. You can import one of those now. Six-speed, all-wheel drive wagon. Sport cross wagon. Speaking of, um, going back, circling back to the, the Dodge thing, you never see SRT4s, right? They're all dead. Although we're all supposed for to be... Now. The state of Alabama just went into like a, the stay-at-home order lockdown. Yesterday, I saw three different SRT4s pass my house in one day. Like, what? Because all those guys have been sitting at home doing nothing but tinkering with their cars and finally getting them to run for the first time in 18 years. Yeah. Either that or they realize nobody's on the road, so they're like, oh, I'll finally get some attention now. Yeah. Yeah. It's the apocalypse, I think, man. They're coming I back think... from the dead. I think Mike's probably right on that one. We're, what, three weeks into a quarantine? They finally fixed yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah ah, I got it. Give it a week. They'll be gone again. <laughs> and it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be two waves of this before all this. I feel like they're there. all, all the remaining neon SRT4s are that copper color. And none of them have front <sighs> bumpers. Just an intercooler. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, just, that's just massive front mount intercoolers. Yeah. That's another one, though, man, that, you know, that'd be a fun car to build just just mm. for the hell of it. It had attitude. I don't know what kind of attitude, but it had attitude. I'm still waiting. I, I just need my Evo 8 to come down sub $10,000. See, that's the problem. These cars, just... that you're, these cars that you're mentioning are, are difficult for somebody like me because what I was talking about, looking for something that I could carry my kid in, that's a four-door, that's fun to drive, doesn't have to be the fastest car in the world, but does have to be a driver's car with a stick shift. 
But the key is I want to finance it. I don't want to drop 10 grand on a JDM imported basket case from another country. And I don't want to drop 15 grand on an Evo with 170,000 miles on it or whatever. Like mm. that's not where I want to be. So, I mean, you test mind. I mean, keeping that in mind, you kind of have one of the perfect cars now with the Fiesta. The truly perfect car is the Type R. Yeah. But why, dude? So now good. that we... Gosh. Why'd you have to bring that up? I haven't cried at all in the last three weeks. <laughs> you know who I was talking to the other day? Remember Joe Gustafson, of course you remember him. Hunter, you might yeah. not. But anyway, um, we were talking about the Type R. The, the problem with that Type R is like, it just didn't have the freaking attitude. It was a great car with zero attitude. You know what I mean? Like I that I need more attitude. I need I need to be in a Type R and see another Type R at a at a light at an intersection, and we need to freak out and wave to each other. Instead, yeah, it's like a guy. Cars, is that the driver? I think the drivers are just too tame. It's the driver because they all have nine to fives right now, and they wear their slacks to work, and they drive with their windows up so they don't mess up their little preppy haircut and like that's that's where I mean, it's at, everybody right? who's got a jeep has got a nine to five too and you don't see them not waving and freaking out when they see each other yeah see they kind of break the mold man i don't know man like Dif I, different people different kinds of people i don't I, know man. i love that type r it was an amazing i loved it one thing that i didn't like is i wanted it i wanted it to scare me a little bit you know there's some new yeah, like the hellcat thing in the world but well not even that i mean so these older Hondas, man, they were still sketchy in their own way, and they only had 200 horsepower. Granted, you know, technologies came a long way, but also 30 years it, old. It, like I, I, I was not afraid. Yourself. You're gonna die. That's tetanus. You're afraid of. <laughs> it, it was. It was uh, too refined. But I mean, I, to a lot of people, that's a, that's a good thing. Like even my Focus ST feels a little bit like if I'm gonna get into it, I'm gonna break it. And and but that just might be Ford's lack of engineering. Um, but it felt really, it was a really good car. But there there it I, there was some left to be desired. Well, I, look, I it, I've said this before somewhere. I don't remember if I wrote it or said it, but like I feel like hot hatches need to be a little freaking sketch like that, and yeah. they need to be cheap enough. To where they're the ones that you rip to work every day in and they're the ones that you take out every day and on rainy yep. days and all of that and like mm -hmm. the type r is basically an exotic version of a hot hatch it's like the pinnacle of what a hot hatch can be it's so good it's so forgiving um that it it almost it almost takes some of the fun out of it you know what i mean like it, yeah. it, it on the street on the track it's a different story because all that stuff oh, is working for dominate that out there god yeah. it was such a naturally bad bad to the bone car out on the street or like think, on the track i mean i'll 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 battle anybody and argue with anybody i think my fiesta has way more attitude as a street car than the type r does it just having driven to, both i agree it wants to yeah. play a lot more you yeah. know it wants to it's just it just wants to be seen the type r With less you, horsepower yeah yeah the type r i mean it's a great car but it's it's i don't know and and i think some of it is that import mentality needs to change man people need to freak out when they see each other people need to wave make a big deal out of it you got to feel like when you buy a car like that that you're buying into 
a culture and a community that is like almost like a Harley. Like, you know, like people buy into oh, yeah. that whole thing where you're like, I've got to live this It's lifestyle. not just a car. It's the, a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. The bike is just the ticket into this, this freedom, this edgy, this rebellion, you know, and the type R is not that. Well, I feel like that also takes time to get. I feel like we might be expecting that from cars that are new on the line. But let's face it, like a lot of the cars that we grew up on, like it wasn't like that right off the lot. It took years to get there. Well, you so. know what? Like maybe that, that goes back to answer the Jeep thing. The Jeep thing, they've been building Jeeps long enough and consistent mm. enough yeah. to where it is built that Harley-esque lifestyle. Yeah. You're buying into a mentality like the Type this R, is where the STs could have been. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. The Type R hadn't been here, and they'll probably bring it for five years and then kill it for five and bring it back, and it never gets that like yeah. real like lifestyle behind it. You know, when it'll happen though yeah. is when the second owners get it, the guys who are more of enthusiasts and less of just people looking to buy new kind of kind of cool cars. Uh, the guys who are like true Honda guys, like oh, I've got an eight hundred horsepower, you know. K-powered drag Civic in the back, but my daily's a Type R. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of guy that's going to bring that mentality that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to contradict myself and now support the Type R, like, you know, we it, I drove it around last summer, and, like, <laughs> my wife loved it. My wife was like, why can't you get rid of the Fiesta and get this? And my little girl was like, I like this one. You know, like, because it was <laughs> big enough in the back for her. Like, it was legitimately a good family car and we drove it across the country and ripped on it so i mean God, as far as we that, ripped goes, that car literally ripped did. that car across the country and back yeah four, like i mean if you're including there and back like four or five times Jesus. you know and it it, it just it, it took it all it. yeah that car like going back to i guess a yeah, it's half the price you can't really compare but as far as comparing it to my focus st if you like really run it out you know a couple of times you start feeling like you're hurting it the type r was not that way at all mm -hmm. like that thing just wanted you to beat she it to the a, red line dirty every single so time yeah. oh my gosh it was there like i don't think i'll have any better memory or experience of me and jesse windows down music blasting coming out of sedona arizona dude like coming up the rocks out of the mountain like that it, that memory and that feeling of bro when the gears coming out of there will be ingrained in my head dude. for the rest of my life and i don't know how they did it with a turbocharged car but it still had that honda brat and the little auto red matching as much as i would like love to make fun of it like i couldn't i love that stuff man like it we, we could have turned it was off that but before the the exhaust the thermal r&d oh no like a stock type r is boring as hell as far as like the sound note goes it's it's way too composed but when yeah. you do your intake and your exhaust and all that it gets brappy and fun dude and it's you know it's the close gear ratio you would get there it would be this weird, like, third gear. You get into, like, two, 3,000 RPMs, and it was just like, Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I that. that. Jesse loved that. I don't know what it was about that. Now I'm we'd missing be going it. Under, we'd be going under a tonal or something, and it would hit that RPM range where it'd really get loud, and I'd just hear Jesse just giggling to himself, just, like, sitting on his phone. Man, yeah. I, it, it's definitely, I think the the main reason that I might have any sort of negative energy or be upset towards the Type R is just because we had to get rid of it, you know, yeah. coming yeah. down yeah. to the root of it. I know, it's you funny. Know, if, for, for those listening, 
for the, you, you guys might not know, but basically last year we had a deal with uh, Motivisti Distribution where we had to buy a brand new, or not brand new, we had to buy a used, but the new FK8 um, Civic Type R. Uh, the time frame kind of worked out so that we only really had two weeks to put a whole bunch of parts on it. And per our you know contract with Motivicity, we had to drive the car all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, out to uh, Colinga, California, which is a couple of hours north of L.A., and race it at a half-mile event. Plus, we did you know, two of the grid lives. Um, we also mm-hmm. did their speed ring in Detroit, Michigan, or Pontiac, Michigan. Um, but after all of that, all the trips across the country, at the end of it, we then had, at the end of the final event, we had to sign it back over to Motivicity for a dollar. Um, if you if you guys read Super Street, you would have saw that Super Street had a similar deal. They did it with an Evo, but we both had to sign over the car, sell it back to them for a dollar, where they now sit in Motivicity's like, showroom garage thing. And basically, they have not been driven since, and that was... Six months ago or whatever, um, so it, it was a lot of fun. There is something like got, really great about having a car like that that you know you're only going to have for six months. You know, yeah. like it was like you enjoy every minute. You yeah. you don't worry about like oh man, but should we cut this? Should we do this? It's like no, let's do it. It's like it's like the way to live, dude. Not that we abused the car because we really didn't. We weren't like jackass with it or anything like that. But like. I've always said that, man, like modify your cars like you're about to sell it. You know, it's the way it's the it's it's how you're going to have the most fun. Too many people get too caught up in like, nah, I don't want to do that because I might hurt the resale value of them. It's like, dude, pretend the world's ending in three months. What would you do? You know, like that's kind of the way to have fun with these cars. It was really I'm, I'm kind of about that, too. I did the same thing with the Mustang. I kind of got to a point where it was like just past the edge of where we should really take it and then i was like no, i'm done no more you know yeah. i regret it i look at that car every single day saying we should we should go dumb with this thing we're right there with it and i just won't do it I miss yeah. that thing, well man. i miss that thing bad i know it's I, funny because I, I started off saying that thing's got no energy and then we started talking about it and now i'm like <laughs> shoot man the, mem- the memories start flooding back way right? yeah well, I think that says a lot on like the character of a car. I mean, it's not what it is that first impression because you have to live with the car. You really have to enjoy and experience the car to really get a full fledged feeling of what the car is supposed to be. You know, it's not it's not what you get off well, a lot. Was, I mean, or if you review it, I mean, how long do you have a car from press? Like a, a week, maybe a week. And that's is that the thing fair enough time? Like, dude, look, if I were to go to a dealership at some mall boulevard road in America, have some weird salesperson behind me and get in a Type R and drive it in traffic and red lights, right. no way would I get out of that what I needed to get to buy it. I would be like, it's yeah. all right. But I would be like, it's quiet. It's, you know, like you, it takes, it really takes a week to start yeah. to be like, okay, now I get it. And with mm-hmm. the Type R, it takes those first set of mods. It takes the exhaust and the intake. And then you're like, Okay, now this is where this car should have been. You know, yeah. like they they just quite. I like up. I like that. It's like it, it's encouraging you to like, hey, play with me a little bit because that's the same kind of feeling that I would get from like an older car. Like they didn't come out very great. You had to kind of mess with it to, to get them. it to where yeah. it needed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, All right, we're kind of pushing up on time here. Uh, there's one last thing that I I, I want to kind of cover. Um, 
So if you're watching this, you know, as it comes out and you're in, a, you're, you're in these times with us, all the events have either been postponed or just canceled in general. So for those of you who want some events, I've had kind of some of the events that have been rescheduled so that you can kind of say, um, we've got LS Fest West. If you're, you know, a Holly guy, big V8 guy, that has been rescheduled for June 12th through the 14th. And Port Alliance is currently rescheduled for July 11th and 12th. And then the Clutch Kickers rounds have all been moved to June 13th and the 14th. Plus, Formula D is currently still selling tickets for Atlanta, but it's in early May. Might not count your cards on that one. Uh, but they're still selling tickets. So, you know, take also, that as you want. For whatever it's worth, if you're in the southeast, uh, Riverside, Chattanooga got, they kind of half had it because it happened the weekend that everything went to hell as far as the quarantine. Mm -hmm. But um, they also uh, kind of rescheduled a second event for fall, I think in October. Um, okay. So there's like a lot of energy behind that meet. It's a good yeah, one. So if you've been if you've been itching for an event, um, there's your rescheduled dates, or at least some rescheduled dates. If you're in the southeast, I'm excited um, to get back to it once we all like get our stuff together. I think we all are. I think oh. we're all itching. But coming up on 45 minutes now. So is there any last minute things you guys want to address or want to plug before we close this out? When's the new issue coming out? Uh, we should be going to press at the end of this week or Monday at the latest. Uh, and then give it about 10 days to two, maybe two weeks or so before you start getting it in your mailbox. Any it's going to be a pretty crazy wanna, issue. Any sneak peeks we want to? Okay. Well, I don't have any sneak peeks, but like because of this quarantine thing, like all the events, what we would have had as event coverage was didn't happen. So we kind of just pulled an audible and reached out to some friends and stuff and and got a bunch of shoots and it's kind of inspired me like I, i'm going for like more um ah, just more cars in the magazine is what i want more okay. lifestyle more inspiration we're all sitting at home like we just want to see cool stuff we want to be reminded of what it was like to go outside and feel the sun and see these different cars and go to meets and hang with your boys and and so yeah that's kind of what we're trying to throw together with this issue Cool. Yeah. Well, to close it out, I want to present a question for you guys, either in the yes. comments or if you're on if you're on YouTube or send us DMs, messages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Probably Instagram is where we're going to see it first. But I want to know, with the market down like it is, and you had the means, what car would you buy? For me, it'd be the Evo Eight. Jesse probably buy the Caliber SRT4 for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, you what you, would you Jesse. buy? I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Any car, any car, um, what would mm. it be? We're very curious. But until next time, we'll see you next week, Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Thanks for watching. See you guys.